my name is Maya Svidra. Sometimes I host a podcast called Underlying Frequencies. And that is that podcast that you're listening to right now. This is it. That's my voice. That's me. This is Underlying Frequencies. Um, today, we're going to listen to the State of the University Address. I'm going to do some commentary. I'm going to talk about it. Let's get into it. I have 42% on my phone. It's probably going to die. Let's get into it. The first thing we see is an acknowledging place, honoring a people message, which talks about how we honor the Saginaw Chippewa Indian tribe who have resided on this land for more than 200 years. And then we say, we recognize this land and we're gracious and we appreciate it and thanks. Um, yeah, but as you all know, um, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, CMU loves to say we're very much in touch with the Saginaw Chippewa tribe and we love to say that, you know, we're best buddies, we're best pals, we help them out in every way that we can, but we don't do that in any way at all. We just have them come to our football games, we have them come to our graduation events, and then we have them say that they like us so that nobody's uncomfortable when we continue to use the nickname. That's an actual name of a people that we just took, because why? Because back in the 30s when they changed the name, they were like, hey, we like uh, Indians, quote-unquote, because, quote-unquote, they're like vicious savages. Again, that was a quote-unquote. That's not what I'm saying. That's what CMU said. I just think it's a little, a little hysterical that CMU was like, don't worry, everyone. We know that we took that land, uh, so thanks for giving us the land. Also, we're going to bring coronavirus to your town and not give you any money even though we took your land. So that's fun. At least they acknowledge that they did that. So I guess that's a nice step forward. So shout out to them for that. On the state of our university, instead for the health and safety of our community, I'm speaking to you today from the fourth floor of Park Library, safely distanced from a small library. Thank you for joining me virtually. Okay, so the first thing that I talked about with my roommate um, that I think is kind of hysterical is that Bob Davies at the beginning of his address is like, you know, I love to be joining you in Pacta Auditorium today, but I can't. But he literally could, and it would make more sense because they closed off the fourth floor of the library just to record him saying this, and they could have done it in Pacta Auditorium where there's absolutely nobody there to begin with. So I don't know why they even did that. It makes no sense to me. But anyways, let's get into this video. We believe that leadership isn't simply a perpetrate, it is a practice. It is a willingness to examine the current state of things, to assess policies and practices, to look for inequality and inequity, and importantly... Okay, and here's the other thing. They said, we actively look for inequality and inequity, and we're trying to work on it, but... This is something that I've heard. I've heard, you know, how the president does the thing where he, like, holds the dinner and he invites, like, student leaders to come and talk to him about certain things. So that's kind of for appearances, as I'm sure you can probably gather from your own. You're a smart kid. It's true. You, I'm talking to you. You're a smart kid. You can use the context clues. You can bring it together and you can figure out that things aren't really working the way they said they are. But anyways, so... Yeah, I know that the students have gone to that dinner, for example, have talked about real issues, have said, this is something I'm really passionate about. This is something I really want to see change. And not even just talking to President Davies, I mean just in general. The students at this university, and I'm sure at all universities, 
are very active in saying this is what we want this is what we don't want this is what we want to see change and I feel like a lot of the time when we say those things the staff just to have us calm down for a minute they're like oh my gosh you're right we're going to address this we're going to change this don't worry then nothing happens and everyone kind of forgets about it after a couple weeks so I just think I really feel like if CMU was very sincere about we want to take our students' input. We want to hear what the students have to say. We want to take what they have to say into account. They would, number one, not have the nickname of Chippewa. Just for starters, that's an easy, simple one that we can change. We can phase it out at least. But anyways, so for starters, we wouldn't have that. I feel like if CMU truly wanted to hear student input, they would actively reach out to students and ask students what we want, and then they would implement (laughs) some of those things or at least explain why they don't do those things or explain where funding for each thing is going. Do you know what I'm saying? I think transparency is definitely something that all universities lack, but CMU especially, I just it just really bothers me that CMU is like, we listen to our students, we love you guys, we're going to do whatever we can. They say that, and then they don't give us any opportunities to actually do that. And then when the opportunities do come, although they're very rare, when they do come, nobody really listens to any of the students. You know, that one thing happened that one time with the cool meal swipe thing, so that was nice. They listened to the students about that. But on issues about the nickname, on issues about equality, on on issues about actual safety and justice, nobody really listens to the students about that. And for example, I was talking to my roommate, shout out to Jennifer Wozni. Her name's not Jennifer, her name's Jenna. Anyways, she mentioned that in the student, um, student rights, we have student rights. Number one, nobody ever tells us about our student rights. She found out about that from a professor, which is the first time she's ever heard about that, and we've been on this campus for two years. Nobody's ever told us about our student rights. Nobody's ever (laughs) given us the opportunity to read it. So again, if CMU cared about our students, they would let us see all those rights, and they would tout it as a very important and wonderful thing, but they don't do that because they don't want us to know about our rights sidetracked anyways um but in the student rights there is no student right to safety which is crazy because students have the right to be safe on their own campus so i just think that relates back to a lot of my voice their concerns about their safety concerning race concerning gender concerning sexual orientation uh, because they're trans because of you know any marginalized identity that would put them in an unsafe position, and we don't have the right to that, so I think CMU doesn't listen to us about that. Consider the paragalactic flight simulator developed by computer science students and faculty. Developing the simulator software package enables students to work with industry tools and add concrete examples of their skills to their portfolio. They can now tell potential employers that their work is helping people take flight in an edutainment setting that they played a key role in research and that will improve pilot training. I love the buzzword of edutainment. I love that. Anyways, so something I wanted to say about this is CMU said we um, think about our impact on uh, a broader than a school scale. That's basically what he was saying at the beginning of uh, this clip. But again, something I, 
I didn't even notice myself, um, but the university definitely should have noticed because they're adults and they're making all the decisions and what they decide is very important because they're a university in a small town that depends on their income. But anyways, so they said we, we like to think about, you know, the broad ramifications of what we do, but I don't think that's true for these two following examples. Example number one, CMU decided to bring back um, our students on campus, and as I've mentioned before, as I talked to Professor Halter about, check out my Professor Halter uh, podcast episode. Anyways, um, CMU decided to come back, even though we put the local uh, native Saginaw Chippewa people at risk for coronavirus, and the local people in Mount Pleasant in general at risk for coronavirus, because there's um, thousands of students that come to school from all over America, and that's very dangerous for a local community. We kind of didn't really consider how we might, as big, stupid, idiot college kids, because we are really dumb, affect the local people and make them sick. So that's one thing. And the second thing, this is kind of something I've been thinking about since last year, but so CMU decided to move our homecoming game outside of um, our football field and into Ford Field for more money. And again, if CMU really thought about the ramifications of what we decide to do on our community, especially because Mount Pleasant and Isabella County is such a low-income community and the people here really truly need the university's help and guidance, we would keep the homecoming game here because that's where most alumni come back to CMU and most revenue is generated for the community. And so by taking that opportunity away from our local businesses, they're going to suffer enormously because they get money, like hotels get money from alumni, uh, local businesses, like uh, restaurants get money. It's irresponsible for us to move our homecoming game to Ford Field. I thought that at the time. I still think that, and I think people should be talking about that more because why are we doing that? It's just kind of dumb and annoying. We're going to mess up the community. But more importantly, in addition to being a highly entertaining ride, the program needs science education standards for middle schoolers. Paragalactic is just a... Paragalactic kind of sounds like a dinosaur name to me. COVID tasting. Get your free samples of COVID, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, delicious COVID tasting samples. Okay, I don't want to make fun of Bob Davies. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's a cool dude. That Okay, it's supposed to be state of the university. So we're supposed to be talking about how the university is really doing. And instead of doing that, it's kind of, <laughs> you're going to call me kind of crazy, but I think it's kind of going into the, the the region of propaganda because it's just saying CMU's great. We've done great. We've done all these great, amazing, wonderful things. We care about racism. We care about all this other stuff. We've, we're great. We love us. Uh, we're amazing. Fire up chips. And State of the University is supposed to be talking about what's going wrong in the university. How What is the state of our university? And then talking about possible solutions. I don't know. I just feel like it should be maybe a little more honest, but I think that's just me. I think I'm just a little bit cynical sometimes, and I don't 
maybe it's not bad to talk about our accomplishments, but I think it's maybe a little irresponsible not to talk about the things that seem that are that are going wrong. A lot of things are going wrong. A lot of faculty are being fired because we don't have enough money anymore because coronavirus has hit us hard and because CMU wasn't doing so great with enrollment to begin with in the first place. Not a lot of people are coming here anymore. We're not really talking about possible solutions. The crisis that CMU is facing with low enrollment and with coronavirus and having to let go of a lot of programs, a lot of majors, a lot of minors, a lot of faculty, something we can do is really tout the programs that we're actually good at. CMU likes to try to act like we're exactly the same as U of M. And we're not. CMU does have amazing, you know, health and science programs. That's cool. That's great. But CMU doesn't talk about the specifics of the things that we actually do great that are actually unique to us. CMU's broadcasting program is one of the best in America. CMU's journalism program is one of the best in America. I'm that's actually true. CMU uh, is one of the leading centers for um, neuroscience. That's something we also don't talk about. We talk about math. We talk about STEM. We talk about you know engineering, all that stuff that I think maybe we like to compare ourselves with U of M to, but we're not U of M because we offer something so much different than U of M. We have amazing programs in journalism and broadcasting that nobody ever talks about ever. And also, we got to stop putting the football team in our commercials because our football team sucks and nobody cares and nobody comes to CMU for the football team, dog. Nobody does. We can put it in there for a brief snapshot, but it shouldn't be like 80% of our commercial. That's just me, my Savitra, going on a riff. As England suffered through almost a year of Nazi blitz bombing attacks, Winston Churchill delivered a powerful message of hope to the British Parliament in 1941. Oh, geez. He said, when I look back on the perils that have been overcome, upon the great mountain waves in which the gallant ship has driven, when I remember that it has gone, all that has gone wrong, and remember also all that has gone right, I feel sure we have no need to fear the tempest. Let it roar and let it rage. We shall come through. We are coming through this pandemic because... Okay, I want to take a break here. I, I've talked a lot about how I just feel like the people who are in charge of CMU, the people at the top, Bob Davies, the board of trustees, the people who are really making the decisions and all that stuff, they're very out of touch. And I just think if you are in charge of university, you need to be absolutely articulate and absolutely just, I guess, a racial genius <laughs> in a way. You need to be so in touch of what's going on in the world and you really need to understand issues of diversity and inclusion and equity to make CMU, to make your university a more diverse and equitable place. The board of trustees is mostly white. It's the truth. And what Bob Davies just said about Winston Churchill just kind of shows that they're out of touch with what's going on. Right now in England, they're tearing down statues of Winston Churchill because he's racist, dog. He's racist. Winston Churchill said a lot of not great stuff about uh, Jewish people, about uh, Asian people especially, and about black people. And even though Winston Churchill bought 
uh, England through Nazi Germany. That was pretty cool. He was like, hey, let's come together and defeat these Nazis. That was great and everything. But he was also still racist. So was he the greatest leader? Is he really the greatest example to, to in the modern day in 2021 when we were talking about how how great CMU is with inclusion? Is he really the greatest example to talk about a great leader? No. And you would know that if you paid attention to what was going on. When we did not succeed, we learned. We adapted and we tried again. The willingness to try new things, to test theories and assess our results is what we must embrace as we plan for the future of our university. Okay, I do like this part of the speech. I like, I just wish the entire um, address would be like this. I feel like it's very good to say we're not doing well in this. What can we do? Again, reaching out to staff, students about what we actually think and considering that uh, to make the university better. And then CMU can also say, we're going to really try. We're going to do some stuff that's out of the box. We're going to be creative and innovative and try to see if this works to help our university out. But the entire address isn't like this. It's just this one part following calling Winston Churchill the greatest thing since sliced bread, so that's fun. Okay, earlier I was kind of making fun of we do, and this is why. So we do is one of the many um, kind of, I guess, slogan-y kind of things that CMU is trying to do, which kind of is confusing. It's not consistent. So we have we do. We have put your stamp on the world. And as Bob Davies is about to say, we have rigor, relevance, and excellence, which, I mean, it's weird anyways, just, again, when you think about we're trying to market, we're trying to get more students, right? Number one, you can't have all that weird, crazy, you can't have, like, our messaging all over the place because it's just annoying and inconsistent. And number two, rigor, relevance, and excellence. Think about that. Rigor is number one. So it just sounds like we're really hard <laughs> academically that's not super great relevance to have to say that you're relevant to have to say cmu is relevant shows that you're irrelevant <laughs> not great pathways have been modified slightly our first moonshot goal is to establish and embrace our identity cmu is not a big ten university however in an increasingly competitive market of higher education Okay, so Bob Javies just kind of talked about what I was just talking about. Also, I'm sorry if you can hear that weird drumming in the background. I don't know what that is. But anyways, he said, we're not a Big Ten university. We shouldn't try to be like them. And I absolutely agree, except from right now, from this day, March 10th, which is when I'm recording this, 2021, CMU constantly tries to be a Big Ten university in our advertising, in our marketing, in the programs we choose to fund more than the others. And as I said, CMU isn't known for STEM. It isn't known for engineering. It's known for teaching. It's known for broadcasting. It's known for journalism. It's known for, it could be known for neuroscience because that's something that we're really good at apparently. And But we don't ever choose to focus on those things. We choose to focus on the same Big Ten things that all Big Ten schools do, which is football, math, engineering, science, but we don't do that. <laughs> Only at graduation rates and the student experience. 
we must also examine practices across our entire uh, institution. Last year, Siemens Board of Trustees passed an important resolution reaffirming our commitment to our, our core values. The language of that resolution is clear and very intentional. It reads, we endorse the continued development and implementation of policies and practices that foster and promote an inclusive, welcoming, and supportive environment for every member of the university community. I like that. I think that's pretty nice, and I'm glad that we've kind of revisited that. However, I will say, I do think sometimes CMU, in in an attempt to make campus more inclusive, we kind of focus more on racial and ethnic uh, diversity, and not so much diversity of gender. And by that, I mean CMU kind of doesn't ever really, I feel like, think about um, the dangers that women face. So, for example, there's not enough blue lights on campus, and I think that's something we kind of need to address as well. They say you're supposed to see a blue light from anywhere you're standing on campus, and I tried this the other day, not kidding. It didn't work. You can't see a blue light from anywhere you're standing, and that's dangerous. And, I mean, there needs to be just more blue lights. There should be, like, a rule where there's, like, every, like... 10 feet there's a blue light because if you're running for your life and somebody's chasing you and you're going to get kidnapped you can't run like a whole mile away to get to a blue light you need to get it closer so that's just something I'm kind of thinking about like diversity and gender um, I mean something I know with like housing when you're applying for housing um, it's very hard for it's just defined by male and female and it's kind of not as inclusive as as other genders of people who need housing and need to feel safe and included, you know? I think maybe that's something that could be revised as well. Shout out to Erin Piaget for that one because she's the one who brought that to my attention. My friends are so smart. That's just a side note. ...anniversary of leadership in distance education. Now, with innovations such as HyFlex and established amenities like our satellite centers, we have an opportunity to rethink the ways we serve students, including those who may never visit our beautiful Mount Pleasant campus. Every student, regardless of their location, should have access to the support and services that will empower their educational journey. We will continue to help them build meaningful connections with faculty, so one thing I do think CMU, I don't know if this is what Bob Davies is alluding to, something that they're going to do, but I definitely think we need to have more counselors on campus because there's like 10 counselors here for the thousands of students who attend CMU, and it needs to be more accessible. I know personally, I tried to make an appointment with the counseling center late last semester, and they were like, we don't have time to meet with you. You can meet with us for 20 minutes. You can meet with us for 20 minutes to talk about all of your problems that are going on in your life and obviously that doesn't work and I know just also the counseling center the appointments get filled up a lot and I know that's probably very hard for the counselors who are working tirelessly every day five days a week hours on hours that's a lot of work for them so I think senior just kind of I think something that we need to do and focus on is redistributing our money I think sometimes we focus on things that 
don't need immediate attention right now to really make CMU a successful place to really make uh, you know graduation rates among uh, minorities uh, higher to make sure that you know they want to stay in school and everything's good and they're feeling safe and making sure everything goes right is to have counseling that's what we need especially because of coronavirus but also a lot during a normal time we need more counselors and that's something CMU really needs to focus on rather than football and the arch and a football stadium that was dumb that was dumb something i will say that's very good that cmu does that i don't really think other universities do is we do have a good program for diversity so we have like cgl classes cultural global studies um we have sociology classes and i think we're pretty good with that um because that's something that I think a lot of universities, especially those bigger universities, don't have. And it's especially more important for them to have that. So I will say that's an incredible, incredibly cool thing that CMU does. Because through my CGL classes and through my FYE classes, through being a Mac scholar, I've learned so much about things that you would think you learn in school. This is not a CMU problem. That's not CMU's fault, of course, that we didn't learn it before. But I will say that's pretty cool that CMU does that. And I think that's wonderful. You know, I'm not just going to sit here and poop on CMU. They do some cool things. And that's one of the cool things I think they do. Okay, now you get to enjoy the ambient noise of me walking because I'm leaving more home. It's actually really busy today and somebody had to come in. Um, but anyways, I've seen enough. Maya Svidra has seen enough, Thomas has seen enough of the State of the University address. Um, so I will say, I mean, I'm kind of cynical. I was a little, uh, maybe a little harsh about CMU's tactics and what Bob Davies said. And again, I don't know Bob Davies. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice young man. And I don't think it's his fault, but I do think if you're the president of a university, and especially if you're on the board of trustees of a university, which is where all the strings are pulled, you should really be more versed in diversity. You should have to take CGO class yourself personally, because some of the things that CMU says sound great, but when you look at how we actually treat the community, especially our local Saginaw Chippewa tribe, we don't do all that great. And I don't think that's the way we should do things also i just think we really need to really need to the the board of trustees especially i mean needs to really reconsider how we build things and how that will affect people because i think we don't realize things are problems until they're problems and we need to figure that out before it's built and i mean it's easy for us as layman people <laughs> to be like well, how are you going to know if it's a problem if you don't know if it's a problem yet? But if you're in charge of a university, that's something you should think of beforehand. Anyway, in conclusion, please buy my stickers because I'm going to donate the money to the Saginaw Chippewa Tribe because I have a lot of language loss. And I'll also donate money to the Trevor Project. And, yeah, that's about all. Thank you for joining me for Underlying Frequencies. Have a wonderful day. Be well for this Wellness Day. Yeah.